Test, 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 test. Test, 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 good. Well, good morning, everybody. 
Welcome to worship as we continue our sermon series uh, talking about lies that we tell ourselves, the worldly lies. And today we are going to focus on the lie that we tell ourselves that everything needs to be fair and that we should get what we deserve. Good people should reap benefits and people who do wrong, they're the ones who should, should suffer the effects and pain of the world. And I think our hearts know that things don't work like that, but sometimes our heads think that it should. And we'll try to work that out a little bit in the message. A um, couple of announcements before we begin our worship this morning. Um, there, I think up on the screen earlier and in your bulletin, there is a link to a meal train for our Monday night organist, Dolores Jacobson, who had a hip replacement, and we're trying to, to help her. She's having a hard time moving around, and she's by herself, so we're trying to help her out. Uh, I think it's signed up for every other night for a meal. Um, I myself benefited from that about three years ago, so it, it is a blessing. So if you are able and willing, uh, take a look at that and sign up for, for a meal. And also, we are looking for a discipleship director. Uh, it's a new position. I, it was Dennis Ashour's old position, but I think they've added some things to it. Um, I am going to direct you to your bulletin uh, for the full details for that. So if you yourself or you know somebody that might fit the bill for that, uh, take a look at that and get a hold of us. Uh, as far as announcements, that is all I have. Uh, I won't get a chance, I don't think. The, uh, so happy Independence Day a couple of days early. So why don't we, as you are able, rise for our first song, Indescribable.
unstoppable, uncontainable. You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. Incomparable, unchangeable. You see the depths of my heart. may be seated. Today we're going to prepare our hearts for confession with this newer song, He Is. We've done this a few times. Um, it's just a wonderful song that kind of recaps all the things that Jesus is to us, that he is our deliverer, our rescuer, king of kings, and he is the one that has earned us forgiveness of our sins.
Blessed is the ones whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed, Blessed is, is the, the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. God is omniscient. He knows everything about us. He perceives our thoughts from afar, and he knows our every thought before it is spoken. We take comfort, though, in the, through in the words of St. John, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice of our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. That is why we worship and praise our indescribable, amazing God. Jesus is our comforter, counselor, and prince of peace. He is our defender, deliverer, and king of kings. He is our refuge from the storms of life and our redeemer that won our salvation. He is all that we need. Let us now humble ourselves and reflect on our sinful nature and our desperate need for a Savior. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and our, our neighbor in thought, word, and deed. We are truly sorry and, and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, things known and unknown, things we have done and failed to do. Create in us a pure heart, O Lord, and guide us by your Spirit so that we may live according to your will and bring honor and glory to your name. Amen. The lie that we're focusing on today is that everything should be fair and we should get what we deserve. And if that were so, then we couldn't bring anything and lay it at the foot of the cross because God wouldn't forgive us. We wouldn't have the mercy of Jesus that we don't deserve. He would have never came to earth for our sake, but he did out of his love for us, not out of anything that we've earned or deserved. So he has heard our confession and he has forgiven us in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Let's celebrate. We need an electric guitar. And we can celebrate. There we go.
church because of your love our hearts are clean we lift you up with songs of freedom forever we're changed because of your pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you to give us a spirit of thankfulness, for you've shown us mercy and we live in your forgiveness and grace each and every day. Even though the pains of this world sometimes make us think that you've forgotten us, Lord, your promises are always kept. And help us to always remember that and live in gratitude, not for just what happens in this life, but for the eternity that you promised us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And our first reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, a man cannot discover anything about his future. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these. A righteous man perishing in his righteousness, a wicked man living long in his wickedness. Do not be overrighteous, <clears throat> neither be overwise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be overwicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. And as you're able, I invite you to rise for our gospel, which comes from the gospel of John, chapter 16. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Please be seated. <clears throat> we always want God and his ways to make sense to us, don't we? I mean, we have a set way in our heads that things should go. If you work really, really hard, then you'll succeed. But the fact is, it doesn't always work out that way. 
if I work out hard until I drop, I can look like that guy or that gal that I see in the gym or the people I see in magazines. And have you ever seen those people that just no matter what, they just don't gain any body fat, even if they only work out once a month? They seem trim and ripped no matter what they do. Now, that's just not fair. Then we get to the main idea or the main lie that we're going to deal with today. Life should be easy and painless for people who have faith, for people who follow God, who believe in the true God. The pains of this world shouldn't affect them. They shouldn't suffer the same things that someone who rejects God does. The wicked should suffer and the good should prosper. Now, I know this is oversimplifying a little bit because how do we define good and bad, wicked and righteous? See, in our minds, we think things should work out that way, even though in our hearts we know that things just don't always go that way. Good people don't get good things and bad people don't get bad things. Well, let me greet all of you with grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Solomon is telling us in our text here, Ecclesiastes is full of, it's really a downer, and it is after Solomon has pursued all the worldly pleasures and treasures that he can to try and find fulfillment, contentment, in the things that the world has to offer, and he finds none. And he often utters the phrase, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Even after, in his own words, saying, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. And often we see bad things happen to good people, and evil flourish, and evil people getting ahead in the world. There was a rabbi back in the late 70s that wrote a book when his 14-year-old son came down with a really horrible disease called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. This is Rabbi Harold Kirshner. You should read the book if you ever get a chance. It's interesting. Um, and he couldn't make sense of it. So he used the book of Job to draw a conclusion. And these were his premises. God is all-powerful. God is righteous, Job was righteous, because the Bible says all three of those things. And he says you could assert any two of those things, but not all three. So he came up to explain it to it in his mind why a horrible thing happened to his son, that God's not all-powerful. Because an all-powerful, all-righteous God would not have let those things happen to a righteous man. Now, you work that out in your mind any way that you can. I don't really have an explanation for that. But that's what we try to do to explain pain and anguish in this world to people who seemingly don't deserve it. The sun rises on the good and the evil. And as Christians, God asks us to set our things on sights above. Set our sights on things above. Now, that does not mean that we cannot have joy in this world. That doesn't mean just be happy about all the pain you feel in this life because you always have heaven to look forward to. I don't really think that's comforting for most people. Now, 
The true meaning in our lives, the true hope that we have, is not here and now, but in eternity. So we, our hope lies in Jesus and the promise that he made to us, that because he lives, we will live also. Now we like to think of things in terms of fair and unfair, and people getting what they deserve. But since Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, we have all deserved an eternity without our God outside of his presence. Now, I want you to think about before the fall. Try to imagine this. It's hard, but try to imagine this. The two, Adam and Eve, two of them living uncorrupted, living in a perfect relationship with their creator. They enjoyed what God had made for them, and there was no pain, no guilt, no shame, no sin, no tears. But when they ate from that tree that God forbid them to eat from, after that we were all born guilty. And if we all got what was actually fair, if we all got what we deserved, that would be a disaster for all of us. God came to earth as a man. He came to his own creation and allowed himself to be humiliated so that we could have what we do not deserve. No one is righteous, not even one. I think that's written somewhere. We have to remember that. Now, when the pain of life smacks us right in the face, and often it does, it hurts, and it happens to anyone and everyone, faithful and faithless, generous and greedy. The effect of sin on earth does not discriminate. What's that old saying, 8 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy? It happens to everyone. It's not about who deserves it. It's not about God punishing this one and not that one. We're going to have troubles in this life. Parents are going to continue to outlive their children. Senseless violence is going to take lives that it, we think that it shouldn't. Greed and evil are going to have no concern for human decency. And I have got no answer as to why this happens to who it does. This does not mean God loves us any less. It does not mean he doesn't hear our prayers. And I know it's easy for me to say and harder to believe, especially when we're living in the middle of something so awful. Now, I'm quoting Jesus here. So moms out there, remember this, okay? Jesus compares the pain and trouble that we have in this world to the pain of giving birth, something I cannot comprehend or imagine, nor can any man sitting in this room. But he uses this scenario, and I'm, so I'm guessing it hurts a lot. He's saying that the pain might be excruciating, it might be awful, but the sight of that newborn baby that mom's holding in her arms, either you still remember the pain and just don't care, or you forget it, because the joy you have in that moment outweighs anything that happened prior to that. It must be a good comparison. 
I'm trying not to say I relate to it too much because I can't. Now, moms, maybe you haven't really completely forgotten the agony that you went through, but I'm sure once the baby was in your arms, that part just didn't matter anymore. And I think that's what the pain of this life compared to eternity is like. I think that's what Jesus is trying to tell us. And our lives on earth here are similar. And until we reach that day where there is no more weeping or tears or pain, we're going to have struggle. There's going to be violence. There's going to be pain. You name it. And I don't know who it's going to happen to. When, why, or how. But I want you to think about something. Sometimes evil people, evil people meaning non-believers or people who only live for the things of this world, seem to never run into trouble. They seem to never have anything go wrong. They keep making plenty of money. They have plenty of friends. They have notoriety, fame. But I want you to think about something. If they don't believe in God, if they don't reach out for Jesus, if things keep going good for them, what, what reason do they have to do that? They'll just keep thinking they don't need God for anything. And when that last day comes, the world having given them everything they wanted has done them no favors. Now, they needed God the whole time. They just didn't know it. Nothing in their life stopped them in their tracks to show them, hey, you need to reach out for something that's beyond your control. So God does work through pain sometimes. He does take control out of our hands and make us realize, hey, you do not make everything happen. And you're going to have to look to me when there is nowhere else to turn. So it's a good thing that we don't get what we deserve. It's a good thing that life is not fair. Now, I haven't given you a movie illustration for a while, so I'm going to do that today. 1992 film by Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven. In the movie, he plays a character named William Money, and in his younger years, he was a killer, a robber, killed everything, women and children, everything that walked or crawled at one time or another, in his own words. Then he settled down with a woman and stopped living that way. She died, and he's got two kids, and he goes on with these other two guys to kill some guys that have hurt some women. There's a bounty on these men. So basically, they're assassins. They finally hunt these men down. And there's one kid that's with Clint Eastwood that thinks he, pretends that he's a killer, and he's not. And he shoots this guy in an outhouse, and he can't, he's trying to make peace with what he's done. And he says something to Clint Eastwood in order to justify it. He says, well, I guess they had it coming. And William Money's response to him was, we all got it coming. And then the sheriff doesn't want assassins in that town. So he finds one of Clint Eastwood's friends and kills him and sets his body outside a bar to warn everybody coming there to kill these men to not do that. Well, Clint Eastwood's character, William Money, doesn't like this. So he hunts the sheriff down. And he's about ready to kill him. 
And the sheriff's name is Little Bill. And Little Bill looks up to him as the rifle's pointed right at his face. And he says, I don't deserve this, to die like this. And William Money's answer to him was, deserves got nothing to do with it. Now, that was bad news for little Bill, but that's good news for us that deserve has got nothing to do with it. Earning, getting what we deserve, getting what's fair, that's not the way it goes because we would all deserve an eternity without Jesus. But for no other reason than he loved us, he saved us from ourselves. And for that, we should live in thankfulness each and every day, even with the pains and the agony that we have to suffer in this world, in the next, our joy will be complete. And in the name of Jesus, who has given us everything, amen. And at this time, as we collect our offerings, we just wanna remind you how grateful and thankful we are for your givings and your support of our ministry here at Faith.
Heavenly Father, you have promised to always hear our prayers, but you do not give as the world gives, Lord. So we ask for your mercy and your gracious healing hand on those who are lonely, who are ill, recovering from surgery, facing surgery, or facing end of life. Especially in our prayers this morning, Lord, we ask you to be with Shirley Schrader, Bob Zulsdorf, Lou and May Maylander, who were in a car accident last week. Leah, Mary and John Brandt's granddaughter, facing back surgery. Cindy Schneider, who was hospitalized. Jessica Powell is facing surgery. Kathleen Bowman, who was in a car accident yesterday and is healing well. And with Beverly Burke, who is facing end of life on hospice, Lord. We ask that you be with them and heal them according to your good and gracious will and keep them strong in body, mind, and spirit. Lord, we ask you to be with those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We ask you to ease their grief as only you can, especially we ask you to be with Jim Bubb as his brother Bill was called to his heavenly home a few days ago. We ask you to be with Jim and Bill's family as they mourn that loss dry their tears and ease their grief as only you can. We also ask you to be with the family of Joan Miller, who was also called to her heavenly home. Roberta Henning, who was taken off life support on Friday. And with the family of Pat Tate, Pat was called to her heavenly home last week. Lord, walk with each and every one of these families as they look to the hope of the resurrection, Lord, but the tears still flow in this life, Lord. That's why you are our hope in this life and in the next. Lord, we celebrate with the family of Rhett Wagner, who is being baptized today at our other site. We ask that you be with Rhett's parents and his sponsors as they walk with him and help him grow as one of your disciples in your word, knowing your love, your grace, and your mercy each and every day. We also give you thanks and praise, Lord, for our band who donate their time and talents to give a joyful noise to you, Lord. And we give thanks to all those who volunteer their time to help us here. 
We ask you also to be with those that we name silently in our hearts and those in our ongoing prayers. And we're bold to pray as you've taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power, glory forever and ever. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples. And he said, take and eat of it, all of you. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples, and he said, Take and drink of it. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now the peace of the Lord be with all of you, and take a moment to share God's peace with those around you. time of desperation when all we know is doubt and fear there is only one foundation we believe we believe in this
We're going to go back to let our faith be more than anthems. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. We pray. Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come. Help us to, un to get through this life, Lord, with faith and knowing your grace and loving your forgiveness. Even when the pains of this life and things that seem to be unfair Bring us down in this life, Lord. Help us know that our joy will be complete with you in eternity. And help us to live lives of thanksgiving, lifting each other up. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Try that again. One, two, three. Everybody has trials. Everybody has trials and temptations. Everybody knows heartbreak, isolation. 